go. All right, guys, welcome to this new video podcast with Michael Dudley, myself, Vincenzo Belpiede, and our special guest, Almas Abulkairov. Did I say that yeah. right? Almost. Almost. Well, say that then yourself, please. Uh, my name is Almas Abulkairov. Uh, I'm a co-founder of Spatial Chat, and I'm very thrilled to be here with you, my friends. Great, great. And yeah, we are friends because, you know, we all met during a kind of boring lockdown on, on Clubhouse and got uh, like really into it. And then we stayed in touch over our group on Telegram that you can find on t.me slash SAS Clubhouse. And then we just kind of kept speaking, kept sharing, kept talking. We all got a bit tired of Clubhouse, like I think like most of the people. So we decided to start kind of start going deeper and, and have just nice conversations as if we were in a nice cafe in Paris or wherever and just talk about the business talk about who you are like our guest and and you know kind of challenges um mission vision whatever about the business right and maybe Michael you can complement this yeah I'm not sure there's not not a lot to add there um yeah at the end it's about it's about um you know talking about um our experiences um from different angles we, we talked to different persons i mean back then on on clubhouse right what what was cool that you could you know get in touch with people from all over the world um from in different stages right early stage founders later stage founders people who are more into marketing more into tech um and you know to just exchange information and uh, talk about whatever um, is of interest for a lot of other founders that out there as well, of course, because um, all these challenges we run into, all these issues we have, um, a lot of other founders share the same um, problems and they, at, at sooner or later, they will run into these questions. So um, yeah, the goal should be to uh, talk about it and to, to share information so that other founders hopefully, um, you know, can do better and, and profit from, this information so looking forward almost perfect perfect so Almas, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself first and then your company so we you know what you're doing and you know at any point in time you want to like screen share and show the product of course feel free yeah sure so uh, i'm almost uh, me and my three partners together for the founders uh, uh, co-founded spatial chat uh, almost a year ago in april 2020 when the pandemic hit, hit all over the world. Um, we grew very rapidly, organically. Um, what we do? A special chat is an online communication platform that brings people together with our enriched video chat that allows a very quick and easy to use intuitive uh, breakout uh, experience. Today, we have around quarter million monthly active users. We have around 4,000 uh, paid users, including some of the S&P 500 companies. We unfortunately cannot disclose um, some some large companies like uh, Sony and uh, Panasonic uh, and, and so on that are using special chat for their uh, both internal company-wide events uh, they're using it in teams for especially weekly town hall meetings that bring their uh, department teams together and also special chat is very great for the uh, online conferences and on online networking events. Uh, that, that's very quick summary. We grew 
uh, as a bootstrapped company, we invested our own resources in the company we still haven't raised. We have become profitable uh, from the month number five. We have been profitable since then. We are growing rapidly. We, we have several hundred thousand monthly uh, revenue dollars per month. We are today around 27 people team distributed across seven countries, which are Israel, uh, France, um, Japan, Russia, Latvia, Ukraine, and of course, Cyprus. Um, that, that's a very short introduction currently. So, I mean, I'll, I'll start and I'll say from my side, it's been definitely in our group of 500 SaaS funders, it's been definitely one of my favorite products ever, just because, you know, Zoom got really tiring and, you know, and, and Clubhouse as well. So I think mentally we were looking for new ways to like network and get to know each other. And so it felt more like playful, more like a video game. Imagine like just seeing little balls of the heads of people, little circles of the heads of people moving around the screen and and basically you know just like in real life if you're close you're talking to each other if you get far away you're talking to different groups and you don't hear each other anymore uh and so it's like i think it's uh, you know zoom breakout rooms done right i would probably call it um but um yeah like i don't know michael maybe if you want to start with any questions from your side some specific questions yeah i mean you you started uh, a couple of months ago actually um year and uh, and and you you grew quite quick um you have a team in as you said seven countries all over the world um how does that work i mean um ourselves we also have uh, different uh, offices and, and people not around the world but uh, within within europe um what is your experience on that and how did that did that go and uh, what's what's the the takeaway from your side if you grow a company that fast um, about building multi uh, multinational team um, it was very fun thing it, it 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 was done naturally so some of our team members uh, started out as users of spatial chat so we uh, th then uh, started talking together then we understood that we have a mutual uh, value to each other uh, and we finally discovered a way to work with each other in sales, in support, in engineering. Um, for example, uh, there were a few developer conferences from which uh, one of our uh, engineering team members uh, learned about the company. And they liked uh, what we do. They liked the, interesting, in, the, the interest level and the complexity uh, and the potential of the product. That, so they joined the joined the team, um, but but before I continue, I wanted to emphasize something important about uh, trust and learning from each other. I wanted to promote a group started by Vincenzo and Michael. Then I joined somewhere later um, throughout this uh, spring spring uh, spring 2021 or or even February, right? Or or, or even February. It was yeah, it was February. It yeah. was st st still winter. You know, there, there are multiple examples of learning from those who somehow succeeded or on a higher or lower lower level. The, um, the, the quick example of that is a Netflix show, Godzilla. So Netflix uh, made uh, uh, Godzilla, um, uh, Godzilla cartoon. 
and and there they introduced a concept of a species that adapt to a to a master species, aka Godzilla. So it uh, it reminded me of how I uh, reproduced some of the behavior patterns of uh, more successful people, including uh, my mentors uh, and so on. So, so, so sometimes you start talking like them. Sometimes you you start you start thinking. Uh, why are they th thinking like that? So on evolutionary scale, we learn from each other and we observe what, uh, what behavior patterns led th this person, uh, I mean, whatever, whatever that person does uh, to success and which uh, patterns uh, led to failure. And both these examples are equally important. So it's, it's very good to have a community like you guys started in order to learn from each other and learn uh, first from mistakes, don't do this, one, two, three, and also uh, what, uh, what led uh, to partial or complete exactly. success. I don't, I don't uh, think myself uh, of myself as uh, successful uh, until Spatial Chat starts to make uh, one million per month. Uh, until then, uh, we can shortly, sh just shortly share, don't advise, just sh share what, uh, what was in my example. So whoever listens and watch the, watches uh, this podcast will just uh, learn, okay, uh, this behavior, uh, uh, these things that uh, this guy has done, uh, they worked in his case. So let me think, will this work in my case? Because it's always uh, so custom and personal for each company idea. All of our companies are different, right? Even from my uh, past investor experience, uh, it says that there are no two similar deals. There are no two similar deals because companies are always different. So there are no equal term sheet, term sheet deals in this. So yeah. Cool. Now rega regarding to the company, very quick, ve ve very quick. We are building international company. So in order to build a trust from uh, customers from all over the world, we are building international team. So each member brings us some knowledge about uh, culture in, in, in the next region we are um, scaling our operations in. And also we learn internally from each other about cultures. It's very fun to learn from each other, from people living in seven countries currently. So and maybe it could be interesting to just talk a little bit about yourself first, because I think you have a very interesting story. You, you mentioned that you know you had also investor experience before. Uh, just for people to know more about you, uh, kind of quickly summarize, you know, how you got started into tech, what you did. And, I got it. Yeah. And, so, maybe, yeah maybe, and maybe how you got into spatial chat, you know, because I think you, you obviously chose the right product, you know, and so that's, that's interesting to know. It's a long story, but I will try to make it short. Everything started 14 years ago in my university. I wanted to be a scientist in space physics. Um, but then I learned that my salary will be 100 US dollars per month. And I was like, how do I, how do I earn a living? Um, and they promised uh, an apartment for the best, uh, for the best scientists. And I knew that uh, I will not be the best scientist <laughs> because I'm not the smartest person. I wasn't the smartest, smartest person in our research institute. And then by coincidence, uh, I'm very thankful for, that's uh, luck number one in my life. Um, they opened 
a course in my university called Introduction to Technology Entrepreneurship. So around in 2007, YouTube was recently acquired by Google uh, 15 years ago in 2006, I think, for one, one point something billion dollars. Facebook uh, started, uh, started becoming famous. Uh, Facebook clone started to grow. And I was like, wow, the, there's a word startup. What the hell is that? Um, and I uh, went to a small venture fund as intern analyst to learn more. What it's like on both sides of the barricades. And by that, I mean, what does venture fund think? How they operate? Uh, what's the thinking? What are the goals? And, and the startup. So I started with the first one. How does venture fund operate? Uh, I did a six months internship. Then I got in a portfolio company. I, I, so I quickly learned how uh, venture fund works. Then uh, I joined the portfolio company, which was a startup. So, so now uh, around 10 years ago in 2011, um, by working for both sides, I understood how it works on a higher level. On a higher level, then my entrepreneurship, unsuccessful entrepreneurship, started. Uh, I raised first 300k from my angel investor and started a mobile dating app uh, company, which eventually failed in two years. Uh, unfortunately, we started growing, but user acquisition cost so significantly was higher than the customer lifetime value. And the Tinder, the Badoo, they were all growing so fast and they achieved economy of scale that I made uh, my first hard decision in life to shut down, uh, sh sh shut down the company and start a new one. There was a second company I don't even want to talk about. Uh, um, the, the major problem in that startup also a lesson to many, especially youngers, youngsters. I didn't have CTO co-founder. So I had to do both things. I had to, uh, what explicit English level are we, can we speak today? Uh, we're, we're are we talking polite language, right? You, so, you can drop some F-bombs. I think it's okay. okay. So I did both uh, uh, programming and both business development. And the hard thing I learned uh, from this it can be obvious in 2021, but in 2013, it wasn't, it wasn't obvious to me that it's very hard to make technology company alone. It's very hard. The third company actually started growing and became profitable, uh, but we had some co-founder issues. One co-founder disappeared. Uh, we had some accidents, so I was like uh, left alone, um, and I also couldn't make it alone. So I also decided to shut down the company. Then to remember my venture fund ex experience, I joined a great, uh, very early uh, pre-seed stage uh, fund called Funcubator uh, as partner, uh, as analyst. Um, so we invested in uh, consumer companies, primarily focused in entertainment, in user-generated content. And we invested in a in couple of, in, in a few dozen uh, projects, small projects and uh, larger seed stage companies uh, from 2017 and 2020. So I had, uh, before starting Spatial Chat, I had 
both uh, startup experience and also venture fund experience, which allows me to easily understand the thinking behind uh, people from other venture funds uh, desperately trying to invest into spatial chat. Um, and, uh, and also helps me build spatial chat with some experience, uh, including failures as well. And the last thing, how, uh, how spatial chat was started. So we met together in this investment firm. My partners are initially LPs in that uh, seed stage fund. And we worked together with three years. Then very important thing happened. In 2019, I was trying to invest in a very cool company. Started from scratch, bootstrapped. I was the first one to learn about this company. The co-founder was my friend from my university. Um, six months after, um, after I started like trying to invest and they rejected me. Uh, now I'm thankful, by the way, now that they rejected me. Um, they, uh, they took money from another firm. And I was trying to invest from $100,000 to $1.5 million into that company. They are performing, they are growing right now. But I understood two things. Number one thing, if you are a young technology company, especially from Europe, especially from Eastern Europe, and you're having good performance and good potential, you will never take any money from the Eastern European no-name fund. If you are not a dumb person, you will do it yourself with bootstrap, with profitability, or you will raise from normal, well-known firms. And I was like driving enough to pilot in Tesla and thinking about life and, and why they didn't let me in. That was the answer. We were no ones. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm a smart guy. I, I actually could help the company, but I'm no one. I'm not respected. I'm not well known in Silicon Valley. So, so like uh, to their opinion, and maybe they were right, I couldn't give any more value than only my intellectual value. And the second, second thing I learned is that uh, by being able to do both entrepreneurship and investment, we asked ourselves a question, who we actually are? And the answer was like, we are actually entrepreneurs. So let's do our, our shit that we do best, build a company from scratch. And in today's market, the best good you could possibly make is the company. The, the companies, especially performing companies, are a biggest asset today anyway. And it's very fun to build it. Yeah, so yeah, thank you for... Amazing, amazing story, yeah. Cool stuff. Maybe, maybe Michael, if you want to go first on it with any comments or follow-up questions. I mean, um, it's awesome, right? You, 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 uh, you know, you're successful now. And uh, even though you, you wouldn't describe yourself as successful, I, I would say you had a successful story so far in the last... Um, it lasts uh, and, 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 and you know years, and also the experience from the past where you had to shut down. It's also part of who you are, and, and it's probably um, a huge part of why you're successful now. So my question um, would be, and um, I mean, a lot of companies out there they're, they're struggling, right? They they start they they figure out okay, uh, cost of acquisition is probably too high, and and a lot of them. They kind of, you know, um, 
to, of course, to take the decision to shut down a company, it's quite hard. It's probably one of the hardest decisions you, you could make. So tell me a little bit about how was that back then and, and what did finally lead to the decision to really like shut down and not trying it anymore? It was very hard the first time, I would say. It was uh, a bit significantly easier the second time. Mm -hmm. It was very hard because it's the first time, it's your first baby. You invested a lot of uh, uh, stress and efforts to build this thing. And maybe it was ugly, but it was still your baby. Uh, But then uh, something started changing in my behavior that I will, that I'm encouraging everybody who is listening it, listening to it to think about. I was asking, I was, I started asking the right questions. Why should I continue doing it? What should be done in order to make, or does, uh, does any solution exist anyway in order to, uh, uh, make it reborn to to uh, to, st- to actually start growing start growing it, but uh, one wisdom from my back then investor was that if you st- if you do something and nothing happens in six months, disregard that idea and start building new one, because there's uh, there's a concept I forgot English for for that term, but dissipation of actuality. If after six months nothing happens, then probably your product is dissipated. Uh, anyway, the interest in that product is dissipated. It's no longer worth uh, doing it in well, most. Well, I would say that's probably more valid for VC-backed companies, you know, because a lot of the bootstrapped SaaS founders I've met and encountered have typically built it over the course of many years. So on the other side, like. Yeah. Um, you know, you sometimes also want to be patient. I'm not, I don't know. I don't think it, they're like two extremes, right? Six months or like many years. I don't know yeah. which one is right, but uh, yeah. Ah, just, I forgot to add six months after launch. Of course, it takes some time to build it before. I, yeah, I forgot to add this. Six months after launch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I would say from my side, you know, amazing story, like super interesting to hear all of it. Um, and what about like how did you get to spatial chat like i exactly like aside from the people did you actually go through a list of potential business opportunities was it like due to covid or or that was before covid like what was the idea generation process like yeah so one thing uh is that you once co-founders are probably already in your address book in your iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, second thing is that uh, spatial chat was initially, this idea was created by my co-founders because they, they were product people. I'm not a product person. Although I now understand something on a high level, but I'm not the pixel perfect user experience, perfect kind of person, but I'm very uh, happy to have met these people. So, Life spread us apart across the world. We were living in other, different countries, in Cyprus, in Russia, uh, in, uh, hold on a second, uh, in the States. Yeah. Uh, and we're traveling a lot, both uh, for life or for business. And we were missing each other. And Zoom or, and Skype 
never solved the problem. We never felt a closeness uh, to each other, like bring bring together. So we were by saying we we, but mainly it was my two co-founders say uh, uh, effort for several years. They prototyped several communication disruption ideas, and we we did a lot. We 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 did even AR augmented reality back then when Apple released AR Kit in 2017 or 2018. I don't remember exactly. 2017 probably. We released the talk. Uh, today there is a startup called Tandem. So we invented and created Tandem uh, several years before that. Uh, but we maybe we were um, we were lame not to uh, chase this idea further. So Tandem built some business with that, and we failed to that idea. Um, and Spatial Chat was prototype number thirty. So we had altogether twenty nine failed ideas prototypes in four years from two thousand end of 2016 to the end of 2019 so four years that, that's what i meant with this kind of you know it takes years to become successful you it know? takes years in my case it takes nine years of failures and misery <laughs> yeah and yeah. then you finally build something and still yes it's not and actually yet. this t-shirt is good for this call because it's like this t-shirt says talent people think it's saying i'm a talent but then bef- below it says ain't enough so you oh. can be as talented as you want, but then you have to read the fine print. Yeah. It's not enough. You have to keep trying and trying and trying many times and fail many times. That's for sure. So that's why, I, you know, for the like younger entrepreneurs that want to like just start and they need the success after a few months, I'm like, wait, do the long, long-term play for sure. But before be- you proceed with your question list, which I'm pretty sure you have, there's a very important thing I wanted to share, both from my past failures and from the 100 pitches I heard as an investor from fellow startups, the most important question is why? I strongly believe that majority of people are very talented and are very smart. Almost everyone can build anything. The question is, do you build the right thing? So I'm asking them, why did you choose this idea of all thousand ideas you could engineer with all of your experience and skills? Why? 19%, 90, 90% answer. Because we could do it. Not because there's a trend or because there's some insight about the problem and, uh, and, your, and, and your product can be the solution to that problem. Not because of that. Not because of the insight or hypothesis just because you could do it. For example, now I wanted to share what drives me with the why for spatial chat. Uh, can you give me some moment, right? So, sure. yeah, I'm an explorer, a pathfinder guy that tries to find the path for our team uh, to follow. Uh, I'm exploring product, which is an interesting, has huge market potential, and uh, it has a required skill set similar to what my core team has. So it's uh, interesting stuff to do. It has a huge market potential. And what we have in our team in terms of skills and experience correlates to what is required to do this product. So we both do want to do a not boring product and the product that we are capable, capable of doing. Now, uh, the why. 
the why. I strongly believe that video communication is, has a very strong potential. And there is a trend that I'm a believer in, that digitalization, I mean, virtualization of human communication is the 10 years, a decade long trend, long term. We, will, we are all talking online and we will continue increasingly talk on, online even after the pandemic ends. So what's important uh, in any online interaction, uh, including uh, uh, the three of us, we, we never knew each other, but we instantly built trust between us, ourselves. And that's why we are freely sharing our internal revenues that we cannot disclose on this podcast, but we know each other revenues, team size, finance, investment to learn from each other. And the same pattern goes in order to raise money from the venture funds, they all advise you, and maybe correctly, uh, to start talking to venture fund six months ahead of uh, your um, the fundraising process, to build trust, to learn about each other, to learn about the progress, to because humans need trust to work with, with each other. Yeah. Um, it took all, even us uh, some months to reinforce and improve our trust. Trust is, that is what makes communication uh, meaningful. So in teams, uh, pe people need to be connected in teams, uh, I mean, to trust each other back uh, because this allows for incredible achievements uh, of, of every single team member. In online conference, I can't just uh, go to random person on the conference. I first have to... Oh my God, no, I did that all the time. <laughs> but uh, you, you are Vincenza, 99% uh, of normal people can't do that, can, can, cannot do this. I, I want to at least know, at least read a batch, who is that, from which company, to answer myself a question. How can I be helpful to that person? And how can that person could be help, helpful to me as well? It's either that or both. Um, you. So it takes some learning curve to build trust and then uh, communicate with, with each other and so on. So I believe that with spatial chat, the why, in order to enjoy conversation in any networking event, in any team-wide team uh, gathering, uh, people need to, to, people, the product needs to bring people together with the product, with what product has in our, in our case, this is a breakout communication, a virtual venue that recreates in-person events, in-person communication experience to solve the bring people together problem. By the way, do you want to show uh, special chat at all? Even though this is a podcast, maybe we still have the video stuff. Uh, you wanna... Even that's a podcast. Hold on a if second. You, I mean, because we still have the video part. If you feel like... Uh... Because I think it's so cool and definitely people should see it. And uh, I think, can you edit this video? I have a very cool recorded one minute video. You can just can. paste, in, paste can. it here we in will. between. We will do it. Let, let's do, do that. It. That will be more efficient because if of I course. show it, I will be the only guy in the spatial chat. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So, um, so that we, we will add that part to the video. And um, Michael, any other questions from your side? Any thoughts, comments? Yeah, I mean, at the end, what what uh, what Alma said in the past uh, thirty minutes or so, um, it's very valuable for for a lot of founders. I mean, he, he went through a lot of different experiences, and I think uh, 
you know, sometimes it's it's helpful for other um, founders, right? If they're in the same situation as as you almost were back then when you had to shut down your your um, your company, um, or or even right to to you know to try and to try and to try again, that's normal, right? A lot of founders go through that phase and they fail and they try again. So that's not something you should be like afraid of or, or be ashamed uh, of, scared yeah. of or ashamed yeah. of. Um, because it's, I mean, this, you know, um, stories where you try something and it, it immediately works and, and, you know, yeah. you scale. It's very rare that that happens. Right. So I think that's so helpful for a lot of people out there. It must probably everyone will fail until something cool will be found yeah. and you should be happy that you felt uh, the first time or the exactly second time. and and you know if second if you time. don't fail i mean failing doesn't mean you have to fail within like the company has to fail but at least yeah. you have to fail also if it's a successful company you have to fail all the time because if you don't fail it probably means that you don't try enough or you don't try a different stuff because if you try you automatically fail no, not everything yeah. can work. So I think yeah. failing is is um, it's crucial for your personal um, experience and you know to grow as a person, but also in the company, even if it's it's a successful company, right? And I think that you know people have said it many times, but I think it's so true that we really should celebrate you know failures as much as successes, just because of how much people have tried. You know, I give you mad props for having shared so openly all of your failures you know it definitely inspired me to do the same from my side as well more often uh but anyways this was this was about you um i you know i think people should definitely go out and, and check out spatial.chat so you can see what almas has built and plus we'll try to add that video on top of this and uh i don't have i actually i don't have any other questions from my side you know it's uh i'm just uh, looking forward to know like maybe yeah one last thing is like What's in the future for Spatial Chat? If you can share some things that are maybe were just released or are coming soon, uh, just because I'm definitely a fan of the product, I definitely want to use it more. Yeah. Yeah, something we something we discovered about humanity. Now today, people think of video communication as a commodity. So uh, nobody cares that uh, that I have just paid another fifty thousand dollar invoice uh, to our video infrastructure provider. Nobody cares. For everyone, uh, that should be free, because the Zoom is free for up to forty minutes, up to one hundred people, uh, and people actually value the value-added services. Uh, in spatial chat case, what would that be? Security and attendee access. Advanced analytics, it's like analysis of behavior and who was the most um, uh, engaged in, your, in the event. So this could be shared with sponsors. Of course, the additional uh, privacy policy provisions will trigger on this class of events. Lead generation uh, package add-on. Ability, for example, imagine I like what Michael is telling me. So I'm an SD I have an SDR role in spatial chat. I'm just pushing pushing button, import Michael to my Salesforce. Import, import Michael to my Salesforce to reach out after the event. Uh, some security compliance stuff will be done. Stuck to single sign-on, SAML, Azure Active Director, and so on for team-wide usage, because a lot of large enterprises are going to adopt spatial chat throughout this year. Yeah. But, the, the, but the most amazing thing, 
is that we will introduce a freemium model even superior to Zoom a bit later this year, within the next three months. Spatial Chat will offer something that none of our direct competitors are able to offer, as well as even Zoom. Uh, we will add freemium in order to enable everyone to use Spatial Chat for, I cannot disclose further, uh, but Spatial Chat will be the most affordable solution on the market. And, uh, but we had to work for entire year in order to become, to, to, be, to be able to afford this. Uh, and, and I'm not talking even about money or fundraising or funds from profits. Uh, we discovered ways to optimize infrastructure and significantly reduce some costs for some class of, uh, some class of uh, spatial chat spaces. For example, we discovered that both in spatial chat and in Zoom, we, we share similarities. Two-thirds of the audience are on paid accounts. So what can we do to optimize free accounts without reducing quality of the service, but knowing that uh, all, all of them have some similar patterns. For, for, the, for example, they don't have 1,000 people with simultaneous uh, connections uh, on their events and so on. So we now have predictability that enables us to optimize the cost in order to give spatial chat for free to everyone for their small events. So everyone can enjoy spatial chat, use it and adopt it, uh, and, and then become our, our customer if they need additional value-add features as well. Yeah. So that's that was amazing. I mean, um, definitely, I'm so curious to actually see all that. You know, that's that's really cool. So no more questions from my side. I don't know, Michael, if you have anything, but this was... This no, was I'm, I'm looking forward to have another podcast if you reach uh, your 1 million MRR. <laughs> so... Let's to make that. a challenge show. When we reach this, we are recording a new podcast. We will. Yes. And also on spatial chat. No more on Zoom because we were on Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by, by this time, we will have recording. Great. Recording awesome. feature. Great. So, guys, thanks a lot. It was really cool to feel like just grabbing a coffee with friends. Hopefully, we, we share yeah. some interesting stuff. Let us know your thoughts in the comments. Feel free to join our telegram channel and actually we're all there so you can ask questions directly uh at t.me slash sas clubhouse and uh yeah uh thanks guys one last thing i encourage everyone to join this sas clubhouse telegram group because these communities can give you two things supporting you and encouraging you uh for example uh several years ago i was very sad i was like uh, I didn't believe in myself. I thought that something is going the wrong way, of course, because of many of many years of consecutive, fail, consecutive failures. And what I personally found is support from some random people who encouraged me to never, uh, never surrender, no, never give up, N never give up. Another thing, the value I myself got from our South Club uh, group, I learned a lot, a lot from you both guys. I learned about compliance, uh, security compliance stuff. I learned about the one-tenth ratio, OTE versus quota, uh, which I applied. By the way, I applied this in our company. Uh, and I learned many things I cannot disclose, but that you shared. So I highly encourage to join this group because that's a, group, a community of very open, transparent, and supportive people. 
So yeah, that's my few points on, on our SaaS <laughs> awesome. room. Well, thanks. Yeah. We definitely learned that, you know, if you choose the right product in the right time in the right market, you can grow like yeah. crazy. So sometimes I'm like, damn, I wish I was Almas, you know, but like uh, next pandemic, we'll definitely do a, a event company. You know, that was my learning. <laughs> See you the next pandemic. <laughs> awesome, guys. Okay. Great. Thanks so much. It was thanks. a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you guys.